Blog Talk Radio. You're listening to the Totally Driven Entertainment Radio Network. In the future, none of you are heroes. You're legends. Get driven. Stay driven.
Happy Monday evening, everyone. This is Chris Kelly live on Totally Driven Radio. Get driven. Stay driven. What they say here on Totally Driven. I uh, hope you're having a great evening. Um, to all you fellow fathers out there, and more especially to all you fellow dads out there, because you can be a father, but being a dad is something special. And to all you mothers out there who have to be dads as well, um, happy belated Father's Day. I hope you had a great weekend um, and uh, got to relax or spend some time with your kids. That's what I did. Uh, something I don't get to do that often because I'm always running around uh, doing something. But um, salute to all of you. I mean that from the bottom of my heart. Uh, if you're here on the East Coast, we're having a lot of thunderstorms today. Uh, it's kind of hot um, in the 90s, um, close to the 90s, but if it's not, it definitely feels like it. Um, we need to cool down a bit um, or just get some nice hot weather in. I like the pool type of weather. How about you? So tonight I think I'm flying solo. Um, my partner in crime, my co-host, Lily Naradowski, is on special assignment tonight. But she may be calling in, so uh, stay tuned. And if you want to call in tonight, the number is 718-508-9883. Again, that number is 718-508-9883. The link uh, to this radio show share it is on my Facebook page. If you're listening to it now, you can just reshare it right from there. Also, the link is embedded in this post, and um, you can copy and paste that and share it wherever you want to. Um, tonight's topic is going to be rock and roll in the 80s. What kind of rock and roll did you listen to? What were you a fan of? Were you a fan of uh, heavy metal, uh, death metal, thrash metal? Uh, what else did we have here? Kind of, kind of punk metal, something I called skateboard rock music. Um, then, of course, there was glam rock, and there was the hair rock, um, all types of rock in the 80s. And um, so we could talk about that for weeks on end. So I figure tonight's a good topic because I'm on my own. Um, and I figure a lot of you guys listening want to call in and share what your favorite uh, music was. So come in and tell me. Tell me what your first album was that you wore. Um, so that you wore. Your worst concert shirt that was that you wore but the first record album that you bought and, uh, and you listened to. Um, I want to hear about it. Um, we can talk about it. We can hear what others have to say about it. So um, that's the topic tonight. The number again is 718-508-9883. Uh, around 9 o'clock, uh, my good friend George Rother, movie guy 24-7, he may be calling in tonight as well. He usually does, but I've been able, unable to reach him today, so I'm not quite sure if he's going to make it. If not, I will fill in and I will give the movie reviews from, from the uh, from the year nineteen pick a year nineteen eighty seven. How's that? <laughs> and um, yeah, so we got a lot. We have fun for the next two hours, but I want you guys to participate. Um, I can only talk for so much, and uh, I love doing this show. But I want to have you guys uh, join me in it. You know, I don't just do it by myself. So again, if you're having a great evening. We just start off every show with what's going on in the news. So let's go there. Hmm. So speaking of fathers and Father's Day, it looks like Bill Cosby, um, there was a split split jury this week, so his case was dismissed. Um, it's kind of hard to believe that, hearing all the uh, 
the evidence against him, against him. But hey, who am I to judge? Um, I'm not in the courtroom. Um, so Bill Cosby um, lives as a free man uh, still. So that's a good thing for him. Um, if you have comments on that, we'd like to hear about it. He's a he's an '80s TV dad, and um, you know I hate to think that any any of that would be true. So let's, let's hope it's not. Um, but if it is, let the court figure it out because I hear the prosecutors may be trying to uh, take him to trial again. So I'm upset about that. Um, I try not to lean either way. <laughs> but let's see what else is going on. I believe Sean Spicer might be leaving the White House podium. Uh, sounds to me that um, SNL is going to have a hard time because, you know, they love making fun of Sean Spicer, a.k.a. Spicy. Um, but lo and behold, he's not being let go. He's going He's going to be promoted. So uh, I think Sarah may be stepping in for Sean and uh, – if not, they'll be hiring somebody else to do that. But that's breaking news about two hours ago. What else? What else is going on in the news today? Oh, you know what I saw? I saw something cool um, from several years back. June 19th, 1987. So take it about 30 years back. You know what happened today? Ben and Jerry's ice cream. Um, and Grateful Dead's Jerry Garcia announced a new ice cream flavor, Sherry Garcia. And uh, believe it or not, 30 years later, it's still one of my favorite favorite flavors of Ben & Jerry's, um, Sherry Garcia. Go out and grab it at your local store if you can. Um, I think you're going to love it. Uh, Supreme Court rules teaching evolution, not teaching creation. This also happened uh, 30 years ago today. Wow, can you imagine that 30 years ago? Before 30 years ago today, there was a struggle between creation and evolution. Um I know the Bible tells one story, but facts tell another. Somewhere in between, they do meet up. Um, but I'm not a Bible interpreter, <laughs> nor am I a historian. I can just tell you that I am a human, and I've I've heard both sides. And uh, somewhere they meet up. So that's that's uh, something for everyone to look into. All right. So what's going on tonight? Who wants to call in? Dennis Corson, are you out there? Helene Marcus, are you out there? All my normal listeners, call in tonight. It's an open game. <laughs> and Lillian, a special assignment, if you're listening, call in. Give us a hint on what you're working on. It's a mystery. Our new video episodes are, are in the works. I know we've been saying it for a while. I've been kind of backed up, but um, but they are coming out soon. We hope you like them, and we hope that they're going to get a little bit more uh, attention because they're going to show up at a couple more places that you than you usually will see them. So that's all I'm going to say about that. Um, but stay tuned um, for a lot more ahead with our video episodes. So in the 80s, the very first rock album I bought was Def Leppard's um, Pyromania. What was yours? I think my sister was either... Uh, was uh, Journey or was the police? Speaking of which, I know you too was here uh, uh, probably yesterday, right? Yesterday or this weekend. Who went to the concert? I want to hear about. What else do we got in the news tonight? Let's see. We got 18 more minutes of news. What do we got? What do we got? What do we got, guys? Hmm. 
a lot of boring stuff in the news. Um, oh, here we go. Something sad. Seven sailors died aboard the USS Fitzgerald. Um, and uh, this was a we had the USS Fitzgerald was off the uh, coast of Japan, and somehow a freighter crashed into it. Now, you know, this battleship shoots off cruise missiles. How do they not know a freighter was about to crash into them? That's a question that I have. Uh, of course, uh, prayers and, and condolences to the families of the sailors. Um, but, you know, aren't they supposed to keep anything and everything from coming near its vicinity? Um, it really makes me wonder. How did, how did that happen? And why did it happen? Uh, also in today's news, uh, Cuba won't negotiate with Trump's new policy. Um, I think Trump went reverse some of what Obama had put in place um, with opening the doors to Cuba. Um, I'm not quite sure of the details, but I was kind of looking forward to getting some good some good cigars because, uh, you know, I like cigars. I don't know about you, but I do. Um, and I was looking forward to getting some without having to cross five countries to get one <laughs> or to smoke one. Last one I had a Cuban cigar. I was in the, in the U.K., and that's a long way to go for a Cuban cigar. What else is going on tonight? Let's see here. Hmm. Black Bear Mall's runner during trail race. Um, I don't know what to say about that. Uh, you got a bear chasing after you. Is it really safe to play dead? I think it's your better bet than trying to fight the bear. So um, let me let me read a little more about it. It's not too detailed. Uh, I will uh, comment on it. So Patrick Cooper was running the Robert Spur Memorial Hill Climb in the Chugate State Park in Alaska when he encountered a black bear on the trail. Sixteen-year-old runner knew he was in trouble and texted a family member to say that he was being chased by a bear shortly after 12:30 in the afternoon. Uh, less than two hours later, Cooper's body was found about 500 yards away from the trail he'd been running, leaving the Alaska running community and his family was shaken. But is he alive or did he pass away? That's that's, that's all right. we'll have to find out now. So let's see. Cooper was only 1.5 miles from the trailhead when he encountered the bear. The bear. Um, I just want to see if he survived. It was a 250-pound black bear. Um, the aftermath. Oh, no, it was. He killed the man. The black bear killed the man. Uh, given that this was the first fatal bear black, black bear attack since May 2015, it seems attacks are uncommon occurrences. However, just a matter of a few weeks, there have been seven bear attacks and encounters reported in the state of Alaska and beyond. Hmm. You know, I I, I go, go back and forth with uh, people I know who are runners on trails. I, I advise them to go into uh, – it's best safer to go into the gym, although it's nicer to go outside because you hear all these stories about uh, muggers, you know, and, and men with, with uh, ill intentions to harm people on the trails, whether to rob them or do other – Horrible things. Um, I usually don't bring up a black bear attack, but uh, two in a matter of a few years, I would say, add that to your list. Just justifies my reasoning as to uh, work out at the gym. You want to go outside, go in a group or run with a partner. 
What else is going on in the news? Let's see what we got here. News isn't isn't that great. I'm looking for 80 stuff on news. Not much. I did see Atari is working on a new. Um, let's find that article. Is working on a new box, the first one in, in uh, over 20 years. Who played Atari? I know I did. I had Atari 2600. My wife was nice enough to find me a um, a Darth Vader uh, original <laughs> Atari 2600. Because um, I had to sell mine a few years back to, to scrape up some change. Um, but it was kind of cool that uh, she found one. It's called the Darth Vader Edition because the originals were kind of like wood paneling and uh, and black. Uh, the Darth Vader Edition is pretty much all black. So I'll read to you the update that came out uh, this is from today, this morning. Atari has confirmed that it's making a video games console for the first time in more than 20 years. The iconic gaming gaming company, known for classic titles such as Pong, released its first home console, 2600, in 1977. Still have one. Do you have yours? It went on to launch several generations of consoles before it was overtaken by Nintendo, Sega, Sony, and a list. Um, its full release was Atari Jaguar in, in 1993. I don't even know what Atari Jaguar is. Um, I guess by then I was 23 years old and... Uh, I had better things to do than uh, play video games. And it's funny, it comes full circle. When you, when you hit about 43, it's like, uh, or 40, it's like, let me pick up a joystick again. <laughs> and uh, fever comes back. Uh, Atari filed for bankruptcy in 2013. Um, emerged a year later as a company focused largely on mobile and online casino games. The chief executive, Fred uh, Chesney, told GamesBeat website, we're back in the hardware business. It comes after the company teased a short video appearing to show the front of a console. The video reveals little about the Atari box, but does display wood paneling, a signature feature of its older models, as I mentioned before. Mr. Chesney said it would be based on PC technology, raising the prospect it could run an emulator software and play classic Atari games. Wow. Some of the world's most iconic early games ran on Atari consoles, which included Pong, Pac-Man, and Asteroids. Um, the Pac-Man game version, I still wasn't the same on Atari, I can tell you that. If you didn't play it, it was like the screen was all like pink dots and uh, pink maze and Pac-Man really wasn't yellow, but he made a different different type of tone, like a real Pac-Man goes wonka, wonka, wonka. And the Atari version was like, wonk. But it was still fun to play. That's just my little two cents inserted there. (laughs) But uh, the rest of the article goes on to say, uh, retro gaming has seen a revival in recent years. Um, It's exemplified by the success of Nintendo's NES Classic Mini, which quickly became a sellout before um, being controversially discontinued this year. I don't know what the deal is behind that. Um, Nintendo is reportedly working on a mini version of the NES's successor to Super Nintendo. The Atari 2600, originally called Atari VCS, was controlled with a joystick and one button. And it is credited with popularizing consoles that play different games and cartridges that can be switched in and out. I probably have about 50 of the original games. What do you have? Call us and tell us. 
Atari 2600, originally called the Atari VCS, I said that part already, blah, blah, blah. But I will say around 30 million of its consoles were sold. 30 million, that's a lot. Um, I forget how much they were originally, but I remember thinking we didn't have enough money, but somehow my dad found a way to get me one, and uh, it was super exciting. Further hardware after the 2600 came the 5200 and the 7800, followed before the launch of the Jaguar in 1993. I am telling you, I've never heard of an Atari Jaguar. If you have one, I want to hear about it, <laughs> and I want to see it. I have no idea. I'm going to have to look it up after the radio show tonight. However, console suffered, uh, the Jaguar suffered uh, a lack of support and sold just 250,000 units before it was discontinued. No wonder I never heard of it. The original Atari 2600 sold 30 million of the consoles. The last version, which was called the Jaguar in 1993, only sold 250,000 units. I bet you if you still have one, you probably get a pretty penny for that. I'm curious to see what it looks like. So stay tuned. There's a new Atari game station coming your way. So I'm gonna give out, I want to give out the number again uh, tonight. The number here is 718-508-9883. Again, Lillian is uh, on special assignment. She may be calling in. Um, we'll have to wait and see. George Rother, movie guy 24-7. Um, if I'm not able to reach him today, too, he may be on vacation. Uh, if he doesn't call in at 9 o'clock, I will be Mr. Movie Guy tonight. <laughs> but the topic tonight is really potluck 80. I'm trying to base it on 80s rock groups. Um, there's a lot to talk about, but I don't want to hear myself talk. I want to hear you talk with me. So give us a call, 718-508-9883. What else is going on in the news? 80s related. What do you guys have? Hmm? Just mentioned that the Atari 2600 is uh, going to be revamped. What else is going on? Let's see. Hmm. Oh, Harry Fisher. Um, I am diagnosed with severe sleep apnea. I have to sleep with, or I'm supposed to sleep with, this this machine <laughs> um, that helps you breathe. And so that you don't die in your sleep, but you, stay, you can't breathe. Um, over the weekend, it was leaked that Carrie Fisher's autopsy revealed that she died Somewhat from sleep apnea, but today more details came out, and it says it reveals cocktail drugs including cocaine, opiates, and ecstasy. I did see heroin earlier. I don't know if that's actually in there or not. Um, but say no to drugs, everyone. Um, played, they must have played a role in her in her passing away, not just the sleep apnea. I'm sure it contributed, but uh, something that's not uh, not healthy. Um, I think this this network here, we back something called Casey's Cause. Check that out. You'll hear the commercial for that in tonight's uh, commercial break. Um, I know myself, I've lost a lot of friends um, to drug overdoses over the 80s, through the 80s and the 90s and 2000s and so forth. And it just never seems to end. And uh, it's not just people we know, it's it's celebrities that we watch. It's, It's the people we're supposed to look up to. And uh, I guess everybody has a weakness, um, but everybody can be lended, be lent a hand. So if you know somebody who's going through an issue with drugs, um, reach out a hand and 
do what you can to help. Don't be scared. Don't turn your blind eye. Um, the older I get, the more that, that seems important to me. Um, drugs just take, they do too much damage. Um, and the older we get, we really should know better than to play with them. So, yeah, keep an eye out. Help, help, help your friends out. Keep an eye out if you know somebody. Donate some time somewhere to a shelter or, or somewhere where, you know, somebody's going, you can find somebody who needs help. Find a way that you can contribute. Um, sometimes it's just making a phone call to somebody, you know, or calling somewhere that, you know, you know could somebody else can read camera chat to somebody. That's, that's the important thing. Uh, NASA's Kepler Space Telescope finds hundreds of new exoplanets and boosts totals to 4034, 4,034 new exoplanets. Um, don't know what that means because I'm still waiting to meet Mr. Alien. Uh, where is Mr. Martian? I want to know. Um, maybe if we get a camp on Mars one of these days, uh, we'll find out if anybody's there. Anybody out there? What else is going on here? Um, my friend Bay Ragney is telling me Wee Wee, our friend from Coco Wee Wee, will be on Beat Shazam. Jamie Foxx show Thursday night. Hey, check that out. Wee Wee and Coco used to be have a show here on the Total Driven Network. And uh, I don't know enough about what's going on in, on Beach Shazam, but I think I've seen uh, the commercial for it. Um, Jamie Foxx, is new, is, it's his new show. And I look for Wee Wee, um, of Wee Wee and Coco, <laughs> on Thursday night. Let's check that out, guys, and, and root for Wee Wee. Wee Wee, we're pulling for you. Who went to the U2 concert? I want to know. You know, some days people just call on this number on our hotline and keep uh, keep talking. It's not, It's been kind of quiet. Don't let me down, folks. It's a rainy night. I know you're home. And I know you're listening because the number showed me that. The number is 718-508-9883. Don't be shy. Also, I want to acknowledge the uh, microphone I'm using tonight from a company called Pop Voice. It's a lapel microphone for your iPhone, your cell phone, and uh, it really does give your voice a pop. Um, I bought it on Amazon. It's inexpensive, and uh, the quality is uh, somewhat subpar. It's pretty good. Um, it, it beats beats the normal microphone that comes with your iPhone. So uh, check it out. Here's a uh, fist pump to pop voice. A cell mics by pop voice for your mobile device. Hmm. What else is going on in the news? I've said that 50 times now. Let me see. We have coconut oil isn't actually good for you, the doctor said. Was that all the rage about five years ago? Coconut oil. Everybody's driving around with a carton of coconut oil in their hand. And I never got into it. I think I tried it once, and I was like, wow. But they're saying it never really was good for us. So never jump on the fads too quick. I always step back and take a look. Right, we're going to take a break. I'm going to come back. We're going to talk about movies. We're going to talk about rock music. We're going to talk about TV shows from the 80s and what you remember. So stay tuned. We'll see you back in a few minutes. Attention business owners, website owners, event promoters, or anyone looking to promote your product. 
The Totally Driven Entertainment Radio Network is the perfect way to spread the word of your business around the world. That's right, you can advertise at our network and be played on all of our shows at rates that are so cheap, it's a no-brainer. For more information, contact Bay Ragney at bayragney at gmail.com. To keep your business driven, stay driven with Totally Driven Entertainment. Are you a fan of Sherlock Holmes? Letters from Holmes offers unique, one-of-a-kind letters from the world-famous detective himself. Handwritten on 8.5-inch by 11-inch aged parchment paper and using smudge-free ink to produce original, high-quality letters that fans will treasure for years to come. Each letter is handcrafted and written from the perspective of Sherlock Holmes, mimicking Holmes's native tongue and embracing many of the famous detective's quirks, quips, insults and peculiarities. Order a love letter, birthday greeting, personal correspondence or more only at www.etsy.com forward slash shop forward slash letters from homes. For $5 today, you can buy a wealth of things. Gas for your car, rent a movie for the family, a few slices of pizza. $5 still takes you a long ways. But did you know that $5 can buy your child a bag of heroin in the streets? That's right. For only $5, your son or daughter can buy some of the cheapest and purest dope in the country. Be aware of the lies. Be aware of the stealing. Be aware that's all it takes to kill your child. $5. This message was brought to you by Casey's Cause, a group of parents located in southern Chester County out to save your child's life. Come join us today at www.caseyscause.com. And remember, $5 is all it takes. Casey's Cause www.caseyscause.com Looking for that perfect gift for your girlfriend? Then look no further than Teddy Scares. Teddy Scares are available in a variety of styles, sizes, and prices for all your shopping needs. Teddy Scares are a mix of cute and creepy to make a great gift for almost any age. Board up your windows, lock your doors, and log on to teddyscares.com and be sure to become our friends at facebook.com slash teddyscares. Calling all comic book fans. Do you collect comics? Did you ever collect comics? Do you think your children might like reading comic books? Do you even know they still print real, paper, non-digital comic books? Well, then visit the Pirates of Ontario Street Comics in Philadelphia. We have a massive collection of comic books, action figures, trading cards, and much more. We have one of the largest stocks of back-issue comics in the area. We bag and board every new comic book at no extra charge. Our store is voted the best comic book shop in the 2013 PHL 17 Hot List Contest. Part of the movie Unbreakable is filmed in our store. We are open seven days a week. Ontario Street Comics is located at 2235 East Ontario Street in the Port Richmond section of Philly. Our phone number is 215-288-7338. Type in the words Ontario Comics Philadelphia to check out our wacky stores page on Facebook. Welcome back. You're listening to Chris Kelly on Totally Driven Radio. I'm Chris Kelly from 80s TV. If you want to call in and talk about anything 80s, um, please do. The number here, uh, as it is every week, the hotline is 718-508-9883. Again, I'm I'm flying solo tonight. Uh, My co-host and partner in crime, Lily Narodowski, is on special assignment. but she may be giving us a call if she gets a break. Um, stay tuned to hear about that. At 9 o'clock, um, George Rother, movie guy, should be calling in. If he doesn't call in, I'm okay flying, flying solo again. 
I will take care of what's going on in the movie land. <laughs> We're going to reminisce. Um, our topic for tonight was uh, favorite 80s rock groups. What was your first album? What was your favorite song? What was the first concert shirt you wore? I want to hear from you guys. I'll share mine, and you share some of yours. I want to hear what you got to say. Um, so let's see. So I was saying that earlier uh, in the broadcast that in the 80s, there were different types of rock music, I think more than there was in any other uh, decade. A lot of breakouts, a lot of one-hit wonders, um, a lot of uh, diversity in music. And when I look at rock in particular, I can break it into several groups. I can say there's uh, hard rock, uh, heavy glam metal, there was alternative rock, um, or other trends, there was post-punk. You know, after the 70s punk rock music, there was still some type of that, that feel. It was a different sound. Um, and you could find that in the new wave music, um, gothic rock, um, heavy metal, synthetic pop. We grew up in my neighborhood. There's a couple of different groups of styles of, of uh, rock music fans who would, I guess, per se, you could call them. Um, a lot of heavy metal guys, we called them hammers. Uh, yo, by wood. Everybody from my old neighborhood is listening. <laughs> um, that was the heavy metal groups. Um, built over from the 70s into the 80s, and then uh, heavy metal and uh, death metal cut type stuff. Yo, Slayer! Um, a lot of cool stuff. Um, gothic rock. I mean, I was, and I liked everything. What did you like? I liked heavy metal. I liked some of the hair metal. I can admit it. Um, what else did I like? I even liked, uh, I was a big fan of um, The Cure. Um, and it was always like an alternative type of group, but for some reason I uh, I really did bond to it. Uh, because spillovers from the earlier decades, like the Pink Floyd albums that came out in the 80s, they were fantastic. You know, Ozzy, they had a lot of good stuff that came out. Um, Rob Halford, um, a lot of cool music came out in the 80s. At different, it seemed like every two years there's a new type of uh, rock that came out. What do you remember? Um, what was your favorite um, music to listen to? What type? Uh, there was a store in Upper Darby, Pennsylvania, where I lived, and it was called The Balcony. And if you lived in Delaware County, maybe some parts of West Philly, you knew what The Balcony was. Uh, you could go there, you could buy your denims, um, of course, we call them jeans and your jean jackets down there. Um, but besides that, it was a cool store where you, it was across from the Tower Theater, and you could buy concert shirts for your favorite bands. You could buy albums down there. You could buy uh, music memorabilia. You know, it's just a cool place. If everybody remembers the balcony, I want you to call in and share your story with me. Bay, our engineer tonight and owner of this network. <laughs> Did you work at the balcony? I can't remember. Um, but I know we know a lot of people who listen to the show who did. And uh, Valkyrie was a cool place in, uh, in Upper Darby, and it was uh, music-related. So if you remember that, let me know. Also, it seems like records these days have a, uh, they have a comeback. I have a 21-year-old stepson down at Temple, and uh, I have a good friend of mine who has a, a, a daughter who's about 19, and the new rage now is record albums. They all want to go out and buy record albums. And I'll tell you what, 
probably about 10 years ago, you could go into flea markets and buy them for 10 cents on the dollar. But uh, record albums, the prices have, have gone up, um, I guess, because of supply and demand and, and the, the new the new craze. Um, can you find an album, a classic album? Uh, but better question is, do you have a record player? <laughs> I don't see a lot of new record players out there, but I'm sure there are out there. You could probably buy them on Amazon or eBay. Um be kind of cool to use an old one though to listen to an old album but that is uh it's a new rage so if you got some and just sit in there collecting dust and you don't listen to them take them somewhere sell them if you're not going to listen to them because somebody's out there looking to buy it um make a pretty penny but what was your favorite album um let me know think of some rock bands from the 80s what, what, what did we have i'm looking at right now it's called digitaldreamdoor.com Hundred great rock artists of the nineteen eighties. Let's see what they have. Oh. It says hundred greatest rock artists of the nineteen eighties. I wouldn't consider Michael Jackson, Prince of Madonna rock music. Um he's the king of pop, Michael Jackson. He's not the king of rock. So uh, I'm gonna go through this list to see who I see is considered rock. <laughs> um Van Halen, number seven on the list. Of course that's rock and roll. Um, the police, yeah, I give them a, a lower end type of rock, rock pop, I guess. Guns and Roses, yes, that's later end um, rock music from the eighties. Def Leppard, I love Def Leppard. They were they were awesome. The first few albums, um, they had some after that that I wasn't, wasn't much of a fan of, but uh, they did come back with some some good winners. And uh, Def Leppard rocks, I'll tell you that. I see an all-time winner when I think of rock music, and I think of hard rock music. Um, not death metal, but hard. I think of uh, Metallica, you know, Justice for All types of albums. Um, you know, what What was your favorite Metallica album? I want to hear. What, what, what did you like the most? I guess those guys could still kick it out. I can tell you that. Dire Straits is number 19 on this list. Um... Yeah, I guess they're part rock. Um, I always think of them when I think of uh, MTV, which started in, I guess, what, 1981? And, um, you know, get your your music on the MTV. Dire Straits. So we'll we'll allow them into the uh, rock and roll category. Number 20 on this list is ACDC. Yes, they're they're part of the heart of rock and roll. (laughs) Uh, Rush, Iron Maiden, Judas Priest. Here's some names I recognize. Um, who else on here? Motley Crue, of course. Journey, yes, they are. They're, I, I don't know, glam rock, they're not hair rock. They're um, just a lower lower end version of rock. I wouldn't call them, you know, they're definitely not heavy metal, but they're in that they're in that family. Queen. Yeah, they they can be considered as part rock. Gosh, and that's all the way up to, you see, almost up to number 50. I don't like this list. I don't agree with it. Number 90, they have Pink Floyd. Get out of here. i got to find another list. I don't like this list. I'm not a fan of this list. Um, let's try here. The top 10. Greatest rock bands of the 1980s. Check out this website. So we have 
fans of these. Let's check these guys out. Let's see what they have here. Um, before I, I'm going to have to scroll down to 10 and, and go backwards. And they have contenders. <laughs> wow, okay. So we're going to start with the top 20 according to the top10.com when it comes to rock music. So the contenders are the first 10 that I'm going to read you, but they're actually 10 through 20. And let's see what they say. Number 20. And this is all by voters, uh, the vote on these groups. Number 20 um, has, of course, a good member we all know, Gene Simmons. And uh, the group is Kiss. This was a solid group in the 80s. They should be ranked ahead of at least three bands above them on the list. I can't believe some of these comments. Kiss was not that bad in the 80s to be number 28, of course. Top 70s, but still kings in the 80s. Somebody said, move them up. Okay, I, I agree with that. Well, here's a band I've never heard of. X-Japan. As good as Queen, if not better. Um, X-Japan had some of the best music I had never heard. I have to agree with that comment, too. I never heard of X-Japan. I think we're going to look that up right now so I can see what who X-Japan is and what their songs sound like, because I've never heard of them. Faye, have you heard of X-Japan? I, I don't. I didn't. I don't remember them. What were their hits? Vanishing Vision in 1988. Blue Blood in 1989. I got to hear this. Let's go to a video. Let's see here. Give me something. Give me something I want to hear. Never heard of them. They never heard of them either. I really never, I never really heard them. They are huge in Japan. As they sound like it, let's see. Let's play a little bit. Uh, but I want to make sure I'm getting an authentic X Japan. Let me try uh, Endless Rain. Let me look it up. X Japan. Endless Rain from 1989. Let's hear it. You guys ready? Here we go. After the Wix commercial on YouTube, then I'll turn the volume up. There we go. So we're listening to X Japan in this rain. We're rated 19 on top10.com and today's 84. Rock 10. Rock 10 for Canada. Good. My apologies there. Technical difficulties. I was cut short. <laughs> I was playing the band um, Extra Pan Endless Rain um, because I'm going through a list of the greatest rock bands in the 80s uh, from a website called thetop10s.com. And numbers 11 through 20 are ones that they call top contenders. 
Number 19 on that list, because I'm going backwards, number 20 was Kiss. Number 19 is a band called Extrapan, and I can tell you I've never heard of them. Um, but there was a hit, I guess, in 1989 called uh, Blue Bloods. So I just put it on so we could listen to it, and then the uh, technical difficulty happened. Maybe it was the song. I don't know. Let's check it out. Never heard it before, but I can tell you on YouTube, this video has over 6 million views. So that tells you this band is pretty big, I guess, in Japan, but um, I've never heard of them here. Extra Pan, my hat's off to you, my friend. For being the biggest band I've never heard of, that's a huge band. Number 18 is somebody I mentioned earlier, and that was The Cure. Um, the Cure are an English rock band uh, formed in Crawley, West Sussex in 1976. The band uh, had experienced several lineup changes with vocalist, guitarist, principal songwriter Robert Smith being the only constant member. Um, and uh, they have, uh, gosh, The Cure. I, got, I love The Cure. Um, I love the album Disintegration that came out in the late 80s. I guess that was uh, 89. Um, let me play a little bit of that. Sure, but there's another, what's the classic one, you know, dancing around my head? Uh, stole the only girl I love. Drowned her deep inside of me. You got a good, good rock song here from Cure. Just Like Heaven. Everybody has to remember 1980s. Just Like Heaven from 1987. And uh, I'm going to voice my anger again for uh, the commercials on YouTube. But here we go, just like that. on the list of the top 10. Again, I remind everyone that you're listening to Chris Kelly on Totally Driven Radio. Talk about music from the 80s because we have a video show called Chris Kelly from 80s TV uh, that usually airs on Wednesday nights. We're working on season two. My partner uh, on this project and my co-host Lillian Aradowski is on special assignment this evening. She uh, She'll be returning next week. Um, but if you want to call in, we're talking about favorite 80s rock groups. The number tonight is 718-508-9883. Uh, let's head back to our list. So number 17 on the list of the top 10 um, 
Um, has Dire Straits. Dire Straits were a British rock band formed in 1977 by Mark Knopfler, younger brother David Knopfler, John Isley, and Pick Withers. Dire Straits always have that one song I think about. Um, you know, what is, uh, let me figure it out. Um, what's it called? Um, it's the one MTV always, I always had on. I want you to listen to the MTV. Money for nothing. Money for nothing. And the chicks for free. Um, that and the Souls of Swing. That was another great song. Who knows a third Dire Straits hit? That's trivia. You can post it on Chris Kelly's from TV on Facebook, or you can call us. Let me know. I think they made enough money off Money for Nothing that uh, they don't need to make money anymore. Number 16 is a band that just came here to Philadelphia this weekend. Um, the band is U2. They're an Irish rock band from Dublin, uh, formed in 1976. The group consists of Bono, who everybody knows, um, The Edge, Adam Clayton, and Larry Mullen, Jr. U2's early sound was rooted in punk rock, um, but eventually grew into incorporating influences from many genres of popular music. I can say that. I can agree with that. Um, throughout the group's uh, musical pursuits, they have maintained a sound built on melodic instruments, um, instrumental. Their lyrics, often embellished with spiritual imagery, focus on personal themes and socio-political concerns. I, I mean, I can say I'm not a huge fan of U2, um, but I like U2. And I, I would say that I couldn't imagine the 80s without having U2. I can... Uh, share a personal story. I remember being in 1985. Um, again, for a local, if you're from Delaware County, PA, you knew that there were things called the Bonner Mixers in my high school. And I remember walking up and uh, the first song I could hear outside the doors, my heart was pounding to go in there. Am I, you know, am I going to get, be able to dance with a girl? Am I going to have friend, make friends in there? It's a new school. Um, it was Sunday, bloody Sunday, playing as we walked up to the building. And that moment... Um, as I walked in the door, I think I'll never forget. And uh, here's to you, you two. <laughs> Let's see some of the comments on YouTube. Somebody said, I can't believe they aren't number one, considering Rolling Stone magazine called them the band of the 80s. Another comment here says, this band has got to be the number one. The Joshua Tree is a classic album. It is. It's not one of my favorites. Um, so uh, I'm going to care where it is at 16. Maybe a little bit higher up, I'll push it. Number 15, here you go, is a mix of generations, Loverboy. Loverboy is a Canadian rock group formed in 1979 in Calgary. Um, Calgary is in Alberta, Canada. Loverboy's uh, hit singles particularly Turn Me Loose and Working for the Weekend. How's that go? Everybody's working for the weekend. Uh, they've become a rock area staple, and they are heard on many classic rock and classic hit stations across the United States and Canada. It's absolutely right. And, you know, if you hear one of their songs, uh, I don't think you can walk away. You have to have a listen to it. So that is number 15. Number 14, um, I always think of this band when I think of uh, ballads uh, from the 80s. So, the, the, you know, 
Who do you think of? Number 14 on our list is Farner. Farner is a British-American hard rock band originally formed in New York City in 1976 by veteran um, English musician Mick Jones and fellow Britain ex-King Crimson member Ian McDonald, along with American vocalist Lou Grant. Um, some of the comments say, without Lou Grant vocals, Farner would have been just another rock band screaming over loud guitar riffs. I agree. Lou Graham, no one can sing better, a beautiful voice. Yes, hats off for that comment. A great band even today. I want to know what love is. His voice, the words, the music make this one of their all-time favorites. And I agree. That song, um, I don't think if you, I don't care what generation you are. <laughs> After it came out, you know that song. I want to know what love is. One of the most underrated rock bands of our time, somebody said. Definitely belong in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Why well, be shocked if they're not in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? Because uh, that song is uh, synonymous with uh, 80s, 80s music. And, and again, it's reused over and over and over. The rivers methane going into lakes. They're coastal. Oh, it's fun to joke about the methane. That's the uh, advertisement popping up on my screen. I wish they came up with advertisement-free cable uh, internet. You know, that's how they got us for cable television, right? Pay an extra bit of dollars, you get all these channels with no commercials, but guess what? They found a way to sneak the commercials in. So now we all go to our internet, internet for our phones, our computer, our tablets, and, uh, I think on a tangent here, and uh, now they're throwing commercials at us again. And so I'd, I'd be happy to pay an extra five. I'll put it out there. I'll raise the bar to $5 a month um, to have internet sign on where I don't have to do a commercial advertising. And take that $5 and put it wherever you want. Um, just keep the commercials away. So number 13 on this list, and the list is from, again, www.thetop10s.com slash greatest rock bands of the 80s. Number 13 on this list are the Scorpions. I like the Scorpions. Did you like the Scorpions? Scorpions are a German rock band formed in 1965 in Hanover by Rudolf Schnenker. Um, since the band's inception, its musical style has ranged from hard rock to heavy metal. I think i got to play a little Scorpions uh, for that. So let's read some of the comments. The Scorpions released a string of fantastic albums from the 1970s, but from 1979 to 84, they released their four masterpiece albums, Love Drive, Animal Magnetism, Blackout, and the commercial masterpiece, Love at First Sting. Over their career there, they released masterpieces such as In Trance, Will Burn in the Sky, Another Piece of Meat, Rock You Like a Hurricane, The Zoo, and the list goes on and on and on. Let's play a little bit of rock beat. Rock you like a hurricane. You guys remember that song? I'm not Casey Kasem, but uh, I know my 80s rock. I can tell you that. There you go. Let's hear a little bit of Scorpions Rock You Like a Hurricane. There he comes. After the uh, YouTube channel. Today, picking up a spoon and a fork, and you're buying it on sale. You're going to love it. 
sound. What a cool song. What a great band. <laughs> um, that was just badass. I can, I can say that on here because I can. <laughs> okay, what do we got next here? Number 12. And I think this band is coming around here to the Philadelphia area. They might be on tour. Um, Iron Maiden. Iron Maiden are an English heavy metal band formed in Leighton, East London, in 1975, by the bassist and primary songwriter Steve Harris, they were known for some big hits such as "The Trooper" and "The Number One of the Beast." The number of the beast. Where did I get number one? Um, and have released 16 studio albums. The new wave of British heavy metal pioneers um, would agree that this is this was a leader. Let me uh, let me see what's going on with that tour. But hold on, let me look that up for you guys. Iron Maiden tour. going on here. Yeah, they are on tour. Um, the Book of Souls World Tour 2017. Um, you can find that online. And again, it's called the Book of Souls World Tour. Um, coming up uh, Friday, July 21st, they'll be in New York Barclays yeah. Center. And also the 22nd. Um, tonight, they're in Oklahoma City. Man, these guys still be kicking it. Um, you gotta give them credit. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a cool band. Uh, let me see when they're coming here. Are they here already? Did I miss it? Maybe I missed it. Ah, uh, they were just here two weeks ago. I knew I missed it. <laughs> if I want to sit again, I can go to New York. If you are also in the area, you want to see them again, you can go to New York. Um, but tonight they're in Oklahoma. Uh, the twenty-first will be in Houston, Texas. In Dallas and then San Antonio, but uh, July 21st will be in New York and on the 22nd in Barclays Center. So, what else do we have here? We're going to go down to one more and then we're going to go to break because then we'll do the final 10 after this. So, number 11. And this band was on my radio yesterday. My wife is about six years younger than me. And there was a song on. And I said, you know that's Steven Tyler, don't you? So number 11 is Aerosmith. And the description of Aerosmith is, Aerosmith is an American rock band, sometimes referred to as the Bad Boys from Boston, and America's greatest rock and roll band. I wouldn't say go that far. Um, But they did have a lot of great hits. Um, Sweet Emotion uh, is a top song of all time. Um, what's, what's the big ballad that was on yesterday? And I, I was telling my wife that, you know, this is Steven Tyler when he's younger. Um, escaping my brain right now. What is that big hit of theirs? Um, uh, Aerosmith. What's the big song, Bay? First one that everybody always knows. Um, I can't believe I'm drawing a blank. Dream on. <laughs> so I had a Pink Floyd song on, on the on the on the car radio, 
and uh, we're listening to that, and Dream On comes on. And uh, I think my wife thought it was uh, like Led Zeppelin. <laughs> she said she never, ever knew that that was Steven Tyler. And it's a, it's a legendary song. It's a cool song. And uh, one that I don't forget. All right, so it's 9 o'clock. We're going to go to break. We're going to come back. But before we go to break, I just remind everyone that I'm Chris Kelly here uh, from 80s TV, live on Totally Driven Radio. We're talking tonight about favorite 80s rock groups, uh, music. I want to hear what your albums are, your favorite shirts. Your favorite concert shirts, that is, um, your favorite songs. Who still listens to the same music today? The number here is 718-508-9883, and I'll share that information again with you in a few minutes. Thank you. Attention business owners, website owners, event promoters, or anyone looking to promote your product. The Totally Driven Entertainment Radio Network is the perfect way to spread the word of your business around the world. That's right, you can advertise at our network and be played on all of our shows at rates that are so cheap, it's a no-brainer. For more information, contact Bay Ragney at bayragney at gmail.com to keep your business driven, stay driven with Totally Driven Entertainment. Are you a fan of Sherlock Holmes? Letters from Holmes offers unique, one-of-a-kind letters from the world-famous detective himself. Handwritten on 8.5-inch by 11-inch aged parchment paper and using smudge-free ink to produce original, high-quality letters that fans will treasure for years to come. Each letter is handcrafted and written from the perspective of Sherlock Holmes, mimicking Holmes's native tongue and embracing many of the famous detective's quirks, quips, insults and peculiarities. Order a love letter, birthday greeting, personal correspondence or more only at www.etsy.com forward slash shop forward slash letters from homes for five dollars today you can buy a wealth of things gas for your car rent a movie for the family a few slices of pizza five dollars still takes you a long ways but did you know that five dollars can buy your child a bag of heroin in the streets that's right for only five dollars your son or daughter can buy some of the cheapest and purest dope in the country be aware of the lies be aware of the stealing be aware that's all it takes to kill your child five dollars this message was brought to you by Casey's Cause, a group of parents located in southern Chester County out to save your child's life. Come join us today at www.caseyscause.com. And remember, $5 is all it takes. Casey's Cause, www.caseyscause.com. Looking for that perfect gift for your girlfriend? Then look no further than Teddy Scares. Teddy Scares are available in a variety of styles, sizes, and prices for all your shopping needs. Teddy Scares are a mix of cute and creepy to make a great gift for almost any age. Board up your windows, lock your doors, and log on to teddyscares.com. And be sure to become our friends at facebook.com slash teddyscares. Calling all comic book fans. Do you collect comics? Did you ever collect comics? Do you think your children might like reading comic books? Do you even know they still print real, paper, non-digital comic books? Well, then visit the Pirates of Ontario Street Comics in Philadelphia. We have a massive collection of comic books, action figures, trading cards, and much more. We have one of the largest stocks of back-issue comics in the area. We bag and board every new comic book at no extra charge. Our stores voted the best comic book shop in the 2013 PHL 17 Hot List Contest. Part of the movie Unbreakable is filmed in our store. We are open seven days a week. Ontario Street Comics is located at 2235 East Ontario Street in the Port Richmond section of Philly. Our phone number is 215-288-7338. 
Type in the words Ontario Comics Philadelphia to check out our Wacky Stories page on Facebook. Welcome back. I'm Chris Kelly from Eddie's TV, live on Totally Driven Radio. Tonight's topic is favorite 80s rock groups. Albums were your favorite groups, your favorite concert shirts, your favorite songs. Um, and I'll share with you some of mine. <laughs> the number if you want to call in is 718-508-9883. My partner in crime, Lily Narodowski, is on special assignment tonight. Um, she should be rejoining us next week, and she may be calling in shortly, but um, only time will tell. So before the break, um, I found a website, and the website is www. Um, the top tens.com um, for the greatest rock bands of the 80s. We just went through the the second half, 11 through 20 of the uh, the best contenders. Now we're going to go through the top 10 list. Let's see um, what we have tonight. Um, after the top 10. <clears throat> the number 10 song on the list uh, album, I'm sorry. Actually, gosh, I, I'm losing my brain here. The top ten rock band, uh, according to this list, was Journey. Now, Journey is an American rock band that formed in San Francisco in 1973. It's composed of former members of, of uh, Santana and Rumorous Bandersnatch. <laughs> Somebody said, you must be kidding me. Number 14... Um, or, you know, number 10, Journey should be in the top five at least. What do you say, listeners? How do you feel about that? Do you think Journey is the number top 10 rock band of the 80s, or do you think it should be moved up or pushed back? Um, Journey's song titled Don't Stop Believing is and always will be a classic, somebody says. And, and I agree with that. Um, Steve Perry has one of the two best voices in rock. The other being Lou Graham, top two bands of rock were Journey and Foreigner. Uh, I guess it's debatable, but um, they were they, they are great singers. I can say that as well. Um, somebody says, how are they down to eight? And I have to disagree with that because they're at number 10. But maybe because this is a voting website, um, it, was, it jumped around. What was your favorite Journey album? Um, what was your favorite Journey song? Um, I have plenty. <laughs> Um, let's put a little journey here. Two wheels in the sky. Wheels in the sky keep on turning. Wheels in the sky. And they have a new singer now. I think uh, Steve Perry had gotten uh, throat cancer at some point. And somewhere along the line, he dropped out and they had to uh, replace him. And I found a guy on YouTube who sounds just like him, but um, I got to be loyal to the original singer. So, who remembers this? I got to cut that one short because I'll start singing it. Um, what else we got here? Number nine. 
Now, I'm shocked when we say rock music, and I mentioned this before, that this is at number nine. But according to top10.com, the number nine rock band of all time is Metallica. Metallica is an American thrash metal band formed in 1981. 1981 is the same year that we received the Rubik's Cube. little fun fact there. The original lineup was James Hetfield, vocalist and rhythm guitarist, Dave Mustaine as lead guitar, Lars Ulrich on drums, Ron McGovney on bassist, and the group name came to the mainstream from the self-titled album and hit single, uh, Enter Sandman. Who is who's writing this? They don't know what they're talking about. Um, their first two albums were Kill Em All and Ride the Lightning. Great albums. Um, the third effort, Master of Puppets, has since become one of the most important heavy metal albums ever. Has it become the first thrash metal album to be certified platinum? Pedal track has since become the band's most played song. I said we got to play a little bit of uh, Master of Puppets, right? What do you guys say? What's going on here? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Talica. Master of Puppets. Let's say, pick a song up here. We got. It. Hmm. Feel it. Remember it. I'll work out. And I just think of the Metallica and on and on and on. I think Metallica won. What based on that was for Fade to Black. Who doesn't remember Fade to Black? Um, great song. Um, remember this? Cannot listen to the song. Fade to black. Great stuff from Metallica. Um, so that Metallica came in at number nine on a. Uh, Top10s.com. Um, number eight. Sharon! Ozzy Osbourne. <laughs> John Michael Ozzy Osbourne was born on December 3rd, 1948. He's also known as the Prince of Darkness. Ozzy is an English singer, songwriter, and television personality. He rose to prominence in the early 70s as lead vocalist in the band Black Sabbath. Osbourne was fired from Black Sabbath. Um, for those who are always wondering why he left um, in 1979, has since had a successful solo career releasing 11 studio albums. But he does come back around and sing with them. Um, and uh, I like him by himself, and I like him with Black Sabbath. Uh, Ozzy rocks, man. He, he, he king of darkness, wherever he is, he's a king of something. And uh, 
maybe the king of Babel to some, but his music just uh, rocks. It's going to be a sad day when uh, when Ozzy leaves us. I could say that. Um, I don't think about it. Find an Ozzy solo in here. <laughs> I'm trying to find an older one here. There's Crazy Train. There we go. Or Mr. Crowley from 1981. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I would go move to the Website, the top tens.com has Def Leppard at number seven, um, closer to number one than Ozzy and Metallica, and I have to disagree with that. That's my personal opinion. I'm a huge fan of Def Leppard, <laughs> um, but they're not before Metallica and Ozzy in my list. Um, let me know what your list is. If you want to call in tonight, the number to dial in is 718 508 9883. If you want to share the podcast, you can find the link on my Facebook page. And uh, the link should be the top of the list. So we'll go see what it says about um, Beth Leopard here being number seven, which I have to disagree with. But it, let's give the definition. I would have I flipped these around. I would have made Def Leopard number nine, um, Metallica number eight, and Ozzy number seven. But it says Def Leopard are the English rock band formed in 1977 in Sheffield as part of a new wave of British heavy metal uh, the British heavy metal movement. Some of the comments, the first comment on here, someone says, Def Leppard is their best band ever. They've been making great music since 1977 and have continued throughout every decade. They were one of the only fa- few bands to have two major selling albums, Iromania and Hysteria. They make great music that will live on forever. They continue to tour the world, sold out arenas. Their new album is selling like hotcakes. Definitely, Def Leppard is in style. Um, again, I Pyromania was the first album I booked. The Rock Gods, but they don't, they're not as high up on a god list as Ozzy or Metallica. Um, just my personal opinion. What's next on the list? Number six. Um, I think these guys are right where they are. Um, Van Halen. Van Halen is an American rock, hard rock band formed in Pasadena, California in 1972. From 1974 until 1985, the band consisted of lead guitarist Eddie Van Halen, 
vocalist David Lee Roth, and drummer Alex Van Halen, and bassist Michael Anthony. Um, later on, as we know, um, Eddie Van Halen left, and um, they had a new new singer. And, uh, you know, the, the albums were a little bit different, but they came back, and Eddie's, I think, I mean, David Lee Roth, I think, is back, and he's off again. I just don't know what's going on with these guys. But let's hear what the uh, the comments are. It's amazing how little credit this band gets sometimes. This is the band that changed the way a guitar is virtually created the category hair bands. But they're not considered a hair band because they are a 70s band. It basically saved heavy metal. This is the band that made it okay for radio stations to play heavy metal hard rock. Uh, the critics couldn't say that hard rock was untalented musicians, that they just made a lot of noise due to the virtue of some musicians the band had in it. And I can guess that that's valid. I'll give them that. Um, some great songs in there. Number five, Motley Crue. Motley Crue is an American metal band formed in Los Angeles, California, on January 17, 1981. The group was founded by bassist Nicky Six and drummer Tommy Lee. Lead vocalist was Vince Neil, and lead guitarist was Mick Mars. Some folks are angry that it shows up at number five on the top. Oh, the top tens.com. And they said they should have been number one. They're the best 80s band ever. Sad to see them go. But enjoyed it while they were still together. Thank God for YouTube so we can hear these songs forever. Somebody else commented, I agree they should have been number one. Guns N' Roses didn't gain popularity until the late 80s. Come on, people. Motley and also Van Halen were king of the 80s, period. Now, I have to admit, Motley Crue was an 80s um, band staple when I think of it. Um, I wasn't a huge fan of Motley Crue. I like some of the songs, but not all of the songs. Um, you know, I don't know how you feel about it, but it's not not my favorite. They weren't my favorite band, but they are a staple, and I can agree with that. Number four, um, there's a two-word name. The name is Bon Jovi. It's a hard rock band formed in 1983. I wouldn't call them hard rock, um, which had a streak of successful albums in the late 1980s. The band originally consisted of lead vocalist John Bon Jovi, guitarist Richie Sambora, who left in 2013, and bassist um, Alec Johns, who also left in 1994. Keyboard David Bryan, Bryan, and the drummer, uh, Tika Turis. Well, that's a lot of changes in that band, huh? Um, the band's most famous album is Slippery When Wet, released in 1986 and had multiple hits such as You Give Love a Bad Name, Live It on a Prayer, and Want a Dinner Alive. The band's success continued well into the 1980s and 2000s, and the group still makes music to this day. They have sold around the world around 83 million albums worldwide. So Bon, bon Jovi is definitely a staple of the 80s rock music as well. I wouldn't categorize them as hard rock as stated on this website. Um, but they are a band from the 80s that, that stuck around and they're still here. And my hat off to Bob Jovi. He actually uh, is a local guy from New Jersey. Um, he actually has a restaurant now that I'm aware of that uh, he doesn't charge people to come in there. Homeless people can get fed in there. And the trade-off is that they help clean the dishes. Um, I'm not sure if they help cook, but they help clean. And uh, 
homeless people can eat there for free. So John Bon Jovi has always been giving back to the community. And uh, so my hat off, my hat is off to John Bon Jovi. So we are listening again. We're going, not listening to, but we're going down the uh, top 10 80s bands uh, for the website, the top10s.com. What were your favorite bands? That's what I want to hear about. Write on my Facebook page, Chris Kelly from 80s TV. Give us a call. I'm, uh, <clears throat> I'm shocked that nobody's calling in tonight. <laughs> Someday, last, sometimes we can't get a word in because the calls keep flooding in. And uh, the lines are quiet tonight. So I don't know what's going on. I guess folks are resting from Father's Day. Maybe they're just taking a nap. Um, but if you're listening, um, I hope you are. You're just enjoying what you're listening to. <laughs> but I miss you guys. I'm flying solo. And I'd love for somebody to call in and, and converse. Tell me what you remember from the 80s. What was your favorite 80s rock band? So we're moving on to number three on this list, um, the top10s.com. And it's ACDC. Australian, so she would like this description. ACDC are an Australian hard rock band formed in November 1973 by the brothers Malcolm and Angus Young, who continued as members until Malcolm's illness and departure in 2014. They were fronted by Bon Scott until his untimely death due to alcohol poisoning in 1980, over which they hired um, Brian Johnson to front the band. They're commonly referred to as a rock fan, as a as a hard rock or blues rock band. They're also considered pioneers of heavy metal. Um, from that last statement, commonly referred to as a hard rock or blues rock band, they're also considered pioneers of heavy metal. I give them that title. Um, I'm sure they contributed to some of that. Um, their guitar riffs were great. Um, when you think of Beavis and Butthead from MTV. Um, they always did a little bit of a Judas Priest and ACDC. Um, so I give them that credit there. Uh, referred to as a hard rock band. I don't know if I consider them hard rock, but I guess I'll give them that category. I guess I'll, I don't know what I put them in, but blues rock band. I, I, man, maybe there's some songs that I'm not thinking of, but I guess I could fall into that category too. But as one of the top five, I guess I can, I can agree with uh, that their placement is right where it should be. Um, the next two, two and number one, I don't know if everybody, if any, everyone would agree with. The so number two, uh, on the top tens dot com list of greatest rock bands of the eighties, is Guns N' Roses. Some of the comments say lyrics, vocals, stage presence, guitars, ballads, drums, great covers, often better than originals. Down and dirty rock and roll, Izzy Stradlin, they had it all. You know, I don't know if I give them number two. Um, you know, November Rain, and they, they got some good ballads and a couple of good songs out there that, that, that stood the test of time. I mean, they broke up quite early um, between Slash and Axel. Um, they both have a lot of talent. It'd be great if they stayed together. I'm sure some cool stuff would have came out of it. Um, all this, and they may be together now. I can't remember, but a lot of time went by, and this seems kind of silly. Just at the height of it all, they broke up and. Uh, but I wouldn't consider them number two. Um, I could see them in the top 15 category, but not number two. Before I give the number one, um, I want to see if anybody has any guesses. Um, if nobody calls in, I'm going to ask Bay, our engineer, 
uh, this evening. And also, he's the owner of the Totally Driven Network that we're listening to right here, uh, the Ron tonight. Hey, what? Give me one guess of the number one rock band you think is on this list. Don't tell me you looked at the website. <laughs> Probably did, didn't you? Ah, <laughs> uh, what list? Ah, uh, you've already seen it. <laughs> the greatest rock band on this website, I do not I disagree with. I think it's a one of the greatest bands, yeah. Um, we've got some great songs out of it from my childhood and up. Um, I know a good friend of mine's wife um, would, would say that she does believe it is. And uh, I agree. Um, two rock bands I don't see on this list are one, uh, the Rolling Stones is one for that for that to be said. Um, and number two, Led Zeppelin. Um, for not even being mentioned in the top 20, what's going on? But here on the top10s.com, Greatest rock bands of the 80s. The number one group. Are you ready? Drum roll, please. Bam. It's not King, but the group is called Queen. <laughs> That's their greatest rock band of the 80s, number one. And, and again, this is made by voters online um, voting for their best album, for their, their favorite rock bands. I'm sorry. And Queen are a British rock group formed in 1970. What a great year. I was born that year. Members were Freddie Mercury, rest in peace, Freddie, Brian May, um, Roger Taylor, and John Deacon. Before forming into Queen, Brian May and Roger Taylor have played together in a band named Smile. Freddie Mercury was a fan of Smile and encouraged them to experiment with more elaborate stage and recording techniques. He then joined the band in 1970, suggested Queen as a new band name, and adopted his familiar stage name. John Deacon was also recruited um, to complete the lineup. Their release of the album, A Night at the Opera, in 1975, brought them international success. They entered the mainstream albums, Rock Bohemian Rhapsody. Um, everybody knows that song. <laughs> Um, which stayed at number one in the U.K. for nine weeks and popularized the music video. The 1977 album News of the World contained We Will Rock You and We Are the Champions, which also became anthems at sporting events. In 1991, while embracing their success and their fans, Mercury died of bronchopneumonia and AIDS-related disease. Deacon then retired and left the band in 97. After that, both Brian May and Roger Taylor returned to the state of Smile band that they kept but they kept the queen name by the early 1980s queen were one of the biggest stadium rock bands in the world their performance in 1985's live aid ranked among the greatest in rock history by various music publications the 2000 industry poll ranking it the best queen has won an award for the best band of the 80s and has a star in hollywood they released more than 16 number one hits and were inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in 19, I'm sorry, in 2001. It's what a shame um, we lost uh, Freddie Mercury so young. Um, you know, who, who could think of what else he could have put out and, over the years since his passing? 
but who doesn't remember him from Live Aid? I mean, he did rock the house, you know. And uh, true credit, I mean, I remember being in elementary school. We would have, you know, the end of, end of the school year, you'd have the your school colors competing against each other. My school was green and gold. We called it Green and Gold Day, and we'd have a bunch of kids, probably 100 kids in the schoolyard chanting, we will rock you, and we are the champions. And uh, great memory, credit to uh, Freddie Mercury and Queen, and uh, they were great times. Um, but again, according to the top10s.com uh, website, <coughs> excuse me, um, Queen is the number one uh, rock band uh, of all, all the 80s. Um, I think we'll go to one more um, set of uh, commercial breaks, and we'll come back. Um, if we don't get a lot, any any callers, I think I may end tonight early. So um, if you're listening and you want to call in and contribute, I want to hear from you. The number again is 718-508-9883. We'll be back in a few minutes. All right, we're having technical difficulties, so I guess I'm still here. <laughs> um, I want to give credit to the microphone that I'm using. It's from a group, a, a company called Pop Voice. They make lapel microphones for your mobile devices. You can buy it on Amazon, and uh, it's a great tool. It sounds great. Um, you want a high-quality lapel mic for your uh, your radio show or podcast for your using your uh, your phone, get professional grade by a Pop Voice Lapeer microphone. Um, what else is going on tonight, everyone? What's the weather like where you are? Call in, let me know. Do we have any new callers, Bay? I think tonight is a quiet night. And... Uh, I don't know. <laughs> Usually it's time for open calls. So what else can I talk about from the 80s? Let's talk, uh, let's go to the year 1987. Um, 1987 TV programs. Who remembers Beauty and the Beast? Anyone, anyone? Ran from 1987 to 1990. Uh, it was American Fantasy Drama Series, first aired in CBS in 1987. Um, I know that Disney just redid Beauty and the Beast, the movie, and my daughters loved it. Um, what are your thoughts about it? Do you remember the series? What were your comments? We're trying to get a call in. Somebody's writing me. They're trying to call in, but I think we're having some difficulties. Let's see here. Let me see. Bay, are you? Are you uh, how are things at the the dashboard? Ah, they're driving. So I would. Um, the person who's trying to call in right now. Um, 
I think our engineer stepped away from the dashboard and that he should be back in a minute or two. We were talking tonight about um, rock groups from the 80s and uh, and um, we went down the list of the top 20. I think we have a caller coming in. Um, but we're having some technical difficulties. Um, so let's go to break real quick and we'll come right back. Attention business owners, website owners, event promoters, or anyone looking to promote your product. The Totally Driven Entertainment Radio Network is the perfect way to spread the word of your business around the world. That's right. You can advertise at our network and be played on all of our shows at rates that are so cheap. It's a no-brainer. For more information, contact Bay Ragney at bayragney at gmail.com. To keep your business driven, stay driven with Totally Driven Entertainment. Are you a fan of Sherlock Holmes? Letters from Holmes offers unique, one-of-a-kind letters from the world-famous detective himself. Handwritten on 8.5-inch by 11-inch aged parchment paper and using smudge-free ink to produce original, high-quality letters that fans will treasure for years to come. Each letter is handcrafted and written from the perspective of Sherlock Holmes, mimicking Holmes's native tongue and embracing many of the famous detective's quirks, quips, insults and peculiarities. Order a love letter, birthday greeting, personal correspondence, or more only at www.etsy.com forward slash shop forward slash letters from homes. For $5 today, you can buy a wealth of things. Gas for your car, rent a movie for the family, a few slices of pizza. $5 still takes you a long ways. But did you know that $5 can buy your child a bag of heroin in the streets? That's right. For only $5, your son or daughter can buy some of the cheapest and purest dope in the country. Be aware of the lies. Be aware of the stealing. Be aware that's all it takes to kill your child. $5. This message was brought to you by Casey's Cause, a group of parents located in southern Chester County out to save your child's life. Come join us today at www.caseyscause.com. And remember, $5 is all it takes. Casey's Cause, www.caseyscause.com. Looking for that perfect gift for your girlfriend? Then look no further than Teddy Scares. Teddy Scares are available in a variety of styles, sizes, and prices for all your shopping needs. Teddy Scares are a mix of cute and creepy to make a great gift for almost any age. Board up your windows, lock your doors, and log on to teddyscares.com. And be sure to become our friends at facebook.com slash teddyscares. Calling all comic book fans. Do you collect comics? Did you ever collect comics? Do you think your children might like reading comic books? Do you even know they still print real, paper, non-digital comic books? Well, then visit the Pirates of Ontario Street Comics in Philadelphia. We have a massive collection of comic books, action figures, trading cards, and much more. We have one of the largest stocks of back-issue comics in the area. We bag and board every new comic book at no extra charge. Our store is voted the best comic book shop in the 2013 PHL 17 Hot List Contest. Part of the movie Unbreakable is filmed in our store. We are open seven days a week. Ontario Street Comics is located at 2235 East Ontario Street in the Port Richmond section of Philly. Our phone number is 215-288-7338. Type in the words Ontario Comics Philadelphia to check out our Wacky Stories page on Facebook.
Welcome back. I'm Chris Kelly from Mady's TV, um, coming to you live on Totally Driven Radio. Tonight we've been talking about rock music from the 80s. Who was your favorite rock band? Um, what was your first album, your first concert shirt? Who you used to listen to? And uh, we went to the top 20 songs. And uh, we now have a caller on the line. I know that my co-host and uh, cohort here and my my partner in trouble, Lillian Nardowski, has been on special assignment tonight. Um, but she was calling in. I think it was her. If not, there's a mystery woman calling in. <laughs> um, mystery person, call back in. I heard, I heard it back there. Yeah, well, oh, I hear She's here. Can you hear me? Hello? Who is there? Who is the mystery person on the line? I hear you. How can he hear you? I can hear you because one of your phones is on. <laughs> Near you online. This has been a night of uh, a lot of technical difficulties, and I apologize for any listeners calling. Um, mystery caller, you are on the line, and we can hear you. Hey, it's not a mystery hey. caller. It's Lillian. <laughs> it is Lillian. You are there. I'm here. A special, a special assignment. How are you? <laughs> I am on a special assignment. I like it. <laughs> how are you? How how is everything going there? Good. It's lonely tonight. Um, nobody's called in tonight. I'm sad. All of our friends that usually call in, they're all quiet. But uh, um, so we've had a good have night. Have you heard from George tonight? Or did I George miss all that? On the line right now with you. <laughs> oh, hi, George. He's not a. I don't think he's on. He's on hold. Um, oh, he's on. He, oh, so he's coming up. Yeah, okay. I think he, he got tied up too. But it's okay. okay. Um, we had a fun night. Um, so what? I can't we, wait. What are we talking about? Eighties tonight. Well, we were talking about um, favorite eighties uh, rock bands. You know, what were your favorites? I know you were a Bon Jovi fan. But uh, was that your I'm favorite? Did you like anything heavier? What did you listen to? Tell everybody what you like. As far as rock? Yeah, no Madonna. Madonna doesn't fit in tonight. Oh, Madonna was not rock. Um, no. No, I mean, like, Bon Jovi, uh, like you said. I mean, there was a lot. Uh, I mean, everything they played on the show, you know, I hate to say it, like Twisted Sister, like, you know, some of their stuff, I guess. But I wasn't really, like, into rock music. I was more into dance music, so... Right. Just whatever was was it like pop on the radio mm-hmm. at that time, rock music. But mm-hmm. if I had if I had to listen to it at home, I would not listen to rock. I would listen to like more disco, dance music, top forty. So, but how about you? Yeah, I liked everything. Um, I went through the, I went through the list of the top twenty. I, went through, I mean, the Scorpions were good, Metallica wow. and Ozzy Osbourne. I mean, they had some great hits. Um, I said there's a lot of different. I went through a list of different types of rock music in the '80s. I think uh, we covered tonight. We did hard rock and glam metal, uh-huh. alternative rock, post-punk, new wave, gothic, 
there was all types of different uh, individual types of music that came out in the 80s, you know. So, um, the first album I bought was uh, Def Leppard, Pyromania. What was the first album you bought? Well, I, I you did like Def Leppard. Yeah, who didn't like that that album yeah. that they had in the 80s? I forget the name uh, of it. What was it? Do you remember offhand? Um, I think Hysteria. I, the first time I bought was Pyromania. Pyromania, I... right. Exactly. Exactly. Good stuff. Um, yeah, I don't know. What, so, can you give us any tips on your special assignment? <laughs> <laughs> any tips? Well, you keep it a really secret. <laughs> I just got off the uh, the uh, 405 in LA, and now I'm on the what? What am I on, Annette? Annette Pizzo McGill, everybody is with me. Say hello, Annette. Oh, hello, Annette Pizzo. We are we're we are going through downtown LA. Yeah, right now. we're downtown uh, Los Angeles right now on the 110. Oh, sweet. So I'm a bazillion cars, <laughs> and I wanted to call in, and I know, um, you know, that you were do, doing your show, doing the show solo tonight. So I wanted to at least say hello, and right. uh, I will be on next week on the whole show, so I wanted to say hi, and, uh, you know. All right, well, we miss you. Um, I'll be back. Give Annette a hug, and uh, stay tuned, guys. We're going to have some, (laughs) Lily's going to have a special report coming soon. (laughs) Yeah, well, wait a second. Well, let's ask Annette who her favorite rock bands were. (laughs) Who Mm -hmm. who are your favorite rock bands, Annette? Kiss. Oh, she likes Kiss. Yeah, Kiss is number 20 on the list. Right. Kiss was my first concert there you I ever went it. to. Kiss and uh, Rick James, believe it or not. Two different genres. Uh, yeah, I was going to say Rick James is definitely not rock and roll. Wow. He's a brick. How? So do, you have, do you have a list of the top 20 rock bands of the 80s? There's- yeah, I had a website. Um, the website is uh, the top 10com <laughs> They listed 20. 20, 20 of the best songs, and the list is com- comprised of uh, people's uh, votes, so it's not even anything uh, billboard. It's really made from fans writing in who their favorite bands were. Right. So who who was the top rock band of the 1980s? <laughs> they picked Queen. <laughs> Queen. I forgot uh, about Queen. Actually, Queen, I, I, I could say uh, that's a good choice. Yeah. And who was I mean, the runner-up? And uh, the runner-up was Guns N' Roses, which I disagree with. Another, um, another eight, yeah, another good one. Mm-hmm. ACDC was number three, and Bon Jovi was number four. Uh, uh, okay. And let's just end it with the number five. What was number five? Number five was Motley Crue. Motley Crue. Yeah, well, they're, I mean, they're all good. They were all good rock uh, groups. Yeah. So. Good stuff. Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. Um, so me... All right, Chris. Well, I, wanted I wish to you play. well there on, on the highway. And uh, <laughs> make sure, tell Annette to make sure she has enough gas in the tank. Believe me, I'm on it. <laughs> Inside joke. <laughs> yeah. I forget that joke. But I will and, return. Uh, we will talk soon, Chris. Have a good rest right. of the show. We'll All see right. you later, later. See you later. Thanks for calling in. Bye. Bye. Bye, Bye guys.
All right, we have uh, another good friend on the line. That's uh, George Rother, Movie Guy 24-7. Are you there? Hello? George, how are you? Yeah, I'm here. How you been? Yeah, all right. Uh, Sorry I called in so late. I actually fell asleep on the couch. Hey, you're loud, man. (laughs) I got up, I saw your message, and it's like, uh... Yeah, okay. <laughs> no, well, wow. it's not your fault. I mean, I mean, last week I had, I had a, something personal. I had a, I couldn't conflict it with the time. I couldn't tape the show. So uh, you're probably like, is Chris doing the show or is he not doing the show this week? So, yeah, and plus you're allowed to be tired, man. So. Yeah, I'm kind of, I'm actually, I'm kind of exhausted. I had a lot of movies to watch this past weekend, and, yeah, I'm just kind of wiped out, so. Anything you want to share about? Anything cool? Well, let me think. Give me a second here. Okay. Well, um, it's been an interesting week, I suppose. Um, I saw all the major releases, of course. Mm -hmm. Um, I really liked 47 Meters Down. Um, That's the Shark Attack movie. That was a lot of fun. Um, It's a good Mm -hmm. B movie. Um, Mm -hmm. I saw Rough Night. Uh, Eh. You know, it could have been worse. It could have been better. It's... It's not an utter piece of garbage like most comedies these days, so you have to take what you can get sometimes. Um, <coughs> excuse me. Um, I saw Cars 3. Um, I can say this. If you like the first two Cars, there's no reason you won't like this one. I'm not a fan <laughs> of the franchise. Yeah, me neither. And, and what's the other one? Oh, the Tupac movie, All Eyes on Me. That was mm-hmm. good. That was a good okay. movie. Very interesting. Okay. Cool. Um, now, since you didn't have a show last week, mm-hmm. I didn't get to go off on what I think is the year's absolute worst movie. I yeah. had the misfortune of sitting through The Mummy. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. I'm sorry Lillian's not on the show to hear this, but Tom Cruise really sucks in it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he sucks worse than usual. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> but it's really, really bad. I mean, okay. Cruz was completely miscast in the role. But mm-hmm. it just goes beyond that. It's all CGI. The story stinks. Um how to put it? Okay. I think I opened my review like this. It took God 6 days to create the universe. And right. it took the makers of The Mummy only two hours to destroy the proposed dark universe. Uh. Based on this movie, uh, I think they might have killed it. So I don't think we're going to be seeing reboots of The Creature of the Black Lagoon anytime soon. Right. Oh, gosh, can you imagine? Don't touch the classics. Just leave them alone. Pretty much, yeah. I mean, I get what they're trying to do. They want to create a universe of the monsters reboot all the movies, and eventually team them up all together. Okay, it's mm-hmm. an interesting idea, but it just may not work. I think uh, they're really overplaying their hand with this one, so mm-hmm. it ought to just be left alone. Um, they've already, well, the mummy, it, they killed it, so let's not try anything with Dracula or Frankenstein. We don't need to go there. <laughs> right. They but anyway, so 
So they keep putting new twists on Frankenstein too. I wish they would just stop. A few years ago, they made a film called I Frankenstein, and they got so much wrong. Um, Number one, Frankenstein is the doctor. He's not the monster. Now, why do filmmakers keep getting this wrong? I mean, Mm -hmm. read the damn book for heaven's sake. Um, Number two, Frankenstein or the monster or whatever, he's not a crime fighter. He doesn't go after other monsters. He doesn't even speak, yet uh, – I mean I <laughs> sat through that movie my jaw, with my jaw dropped and not in, that, not in a good kind of way. I was aghast. Like I, I, I get poetic license. I get dramatic license and all that, but yeah. this is something else entirely. This borders on criminal actually. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if you've ever watched that, but – if you haven't, don't bother. It's uh, 90 minutes of your life you'll never get back. Yeah, no, I, I, I didn't really have an urge for it. I wouldn't rent it. I mean, if it was free, on television free and it grows by, I may be curious. But, uh, are you talking about I, Frankenstein or, or The Bummy? I'm sorry. Either one, but I, Frankenstein was the one I was referring to at that moment. Yeah, I did see that. I didn't, yeah, not a lot to write home about on it. Um but nothing super crazy. Is there anything big coming out this summer that we should be aware of, other than Wonder Woman that already came out? Transformers opens this week. Um, Transformers, for, for whatever reason, every time they put one of those movies out, it makes like $350 million. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, I'll see it, and yes, I expect it to be as bad as the other ones. <laughs> yeah, I, I haven't been dying to watch any of them. The first one I started to get into, and I, I just... Uh, I'm not big on them either. I guess it's a younger um, generation draw, I'm assuming. The first one was a lot of fun. Don't get me wrong. I actually enjoyed that mm-hmm. one, despite Shia LaBeouf and Megan Fox. Um, right. I enjoyed it. But after that, it just ha- it got into all the CGI and noise and uh, incoherent plots. and uh, It's like, all right, well, now they're just... I don't know. It's like I don't know what they're up to here. It's like they can put any piece of crap together, fill two and a half hours of screen time, call it Transformers, and everybody will show up. So yeah, they've got a fifth movie. Um, here's what I want to know about that fifth movie: Is Anthony Hopkins really that deep dire need of money that he's doing this movie? Does he need the money that bad? <laughs> Right. <laughs> what the hell is he doing there? <laughs> that I Scientology bullied him. I, you know, I don't. I don't know what's going on with these places. Um, who knows? That might be my top reason for seeing it. I want to know just what he's doing in it, what his role is, mm-hmm. and it's just <laughs> it's just astonishing. The guy has an Oscar for heaven's sakes, and now he's putting Transformers on his resume. Well. All right, maybe he's looking to have fun. I don't know, but it kind of it's a mystery that I'd like to solve. But that's yeah. the next big one coming up. Um, what else? Oh, Despicable Me three comes out at the end of the month, June June thirtieth. <laughs> I'm curious um, about that. I like Gru, but we'll, I don't know if they can do a third one and pull it off okay. But I'm curious. Well, the kids really like those, and actually, my wife yeah. does too. Come to think of it. 
Yeah. Um, oh, the minions are kind of cool. I will say that. I like the minions. Um, let's see. What do we got? Um, July 7th, you get Spider-Man Homecoming. Um, it looks like it might be fun. They've got someone this time that's actually a decent – could make a decent Spider-Man. It's a young actor by the name of Tom Holland. Um, uh-huh. He actually played the role already once in the last Captain America movie. Oh. And he did pretty well with it, so I have some confidence in this picture. Um, the week yeah. after that is War for the Planet of the Apes. You know, the first two were a lot of fun. This one could be fun, too. Yeah, I agree with that. I, 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 love, I love what's up to Planet of the Apes. I know Mark Wahlberg one was a big hit. I, I, I like them all. I really I like the old and, and the new, and I'm kind of looking forward to it, but I hope it's not a, a disappointment. Yeah. Well, it could be fun. Cool. Yeah. I'm still looking at the schedule. Okay, July 21st, uh, 21st um, there's a film coming out called um, Dunkirk. It's from, <coughs> it's from Christopher Nolan, who directed the Dark Knight trilogy and Interstellar. This one mm-hmm. is a fact-based story of a World War II battle where some soldiers, they were stranded on the island, mm-hmm. and a whole bunch of civilians got in their boats – and went out to help save the soldiers. Mm. So that looks like it's going to be interesting. Um, yeah, I like this piece like that. End of the month, end of jo- July 28th, an action movie with Charlize Theron. Theron. It's called mm-hmm. The Atomic Blonde. Um, she's like a CIA agent in 1989 Berlin during the Cold War. Mm-hmm. Um mm-hmm. I think the twist on that is that this particular heroine is bisexual so, oh. or lesbian. Um, not 100% sure which, but I think that seems to be the twist on the story. Um, okay. But I've seen the preview, and it looks like it's got a ton of action in it, so that could be cool. Um, August 4th, The Dark Tower from the Stephen King books. My birthday. Um, Check that one out, August 4th. Yeah. Oh, that's your birthday. How about that? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, after that, once we get into August, that's when they start putting out the, uh, you know, the movies that the studios don't have a lot of confidence in. Um, they're kind of emptying out the uh, summer things. Um, right. Let's see. Um, there's a sequel to that um, horror movie, Annabelle, the one about the doll that was in The Conjuring. Right. Annabelle mm-hmm. Creation, it's called. Um, oh, this, okay. On the 18th, Ryan Reynolds and Samuel Jackson star in The Hitman's Bodyguard. And I think they're billing it as a spoof on that Bodyguard movie with Kevin Costner and, uh, what's her name, Whitney Houston. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know about that one. Um, And let me see, I'm hitting the end of the month. Um, Labor Day weekend. Um, Well, that would be about it for the summer. Um, Those I just mentioned I would think would be the big movies of the summer. And it looks like they're going to kick off, well, just a preview for you people who look forward to things. Um, September Mm -hmm. 8th. The remake of It, that another Stephen King book, um, the one with the <laughs> Pennywise the Clown, that they comes out. They redid it. They I'm redid sorry. It? They redid it. 
They redid it. They're doing it as a theatrical film this time. What? Wow. I've seen the preview. It actually looks like it might be good, although I have mm-hmm. to say this. No matter who they have playing Pennywise, it's an actor by the name of Bill Skarsgård. No matter mm-hmm. what, nobody will ever touch Tim Curry. Right. I'm sorry. He was awesome as Pennywise in the TV movie mm-hmm. from 1990. So I agree with that's pretty much it for the movies of the summer. Those are the ones I mean I'm looking forward to, or that I think will probably be the biggest draws of the summer. Um, mm-hmm. But of course, I could I could be wrong. I've been known to make mistakes on occasion. <laughs> Even the movie <laughs> guy isn't perfect. I hear you, but uh, you're close to perfect as the perfect comes when it comes to movies. So I, uh, I want to invite everybody to check out George Rother, Movie Guy, twenty four seven at movieguy247.com, and you can check him out on Facebook. Um, good friend of the show here. I appreciate you calling in. You didn't have to do that. You could have gone back to sleep, but I, I'm so glad you did call that because I missed uh, talking to you. Um, yeah, I, I would have missed it, too. I would have felt bad if I had woken up later and missed my shot at calling in. Um, <laughs> I heard some of what you were talking about while I was holding, and uh, it sounds like you didn't have a very good night tonight. No, no, usually we get a lot of calls, and uh, not a lot of people are calling out. I'm wondering if they're just tired after the weekend, the Father's Day weekend. Um, Lillian's out uh, as well. And uh, so I thought, you know what, I talk about, you know, 80s rock music or something. There's, there's a lot of it out there, you know. Oh, well, in that um, case, I'd like to put in my quick vote. One of my sure. favorites from the 80s, well, it's a one-hit wonder band, Europe. Mm-hmm. The Final Countdown is an awesome song. The Final Countdown. It's a great song. I was just listening to it last night. I mean, mm-hmm. that is a that is a cool song. Mm-hmm. Um, I understand that Europe did more than one hit. I think they had a few others, but the final countdown is the one I know. So, no, but, I, I think, and they weren't on the list, and they, and the Scorpions were, and the Scorpions remind me of Europe a little bit. Um, did Van but, Halen uh, make that list? They did. They were in the top five. I, I figure they had to be up at the top somewhere. And, of mm-hmm. course, I'm, they're referring to Van Halen, not Van Hagar, right? Right, right, right yes. Yeah. <laughs> I can tell you the list was the top, the, so the top ten where they had uh, number ten was Journey, number nine was Metallica, number eight was Ozzy Osbourne, seven was Def Leppard, six was Van Halen. Five was Motley Crue. Bon Jovi was four. ACDC was three. Guns N' Roses was number two. And Queen was number one. Interesting. And what was number ten again? Number ten was uh, Journey. Yeah, Journey. They were awesome. They were great. To me, that epitomizes the 80s Journey. I mean, uh, what's that song? Don't Stop Believing and Separate Ways. Mhm. So Separate, yeah. Great, gosh, yeah. Um, great list, Chris. Endless. I'm wanna, sorry, you're breaking. You you're say? breaking up. I'm sorry. Did you want to um, give a shout out for any of your of your uh, your sites? Well, we all right. Up. I'll give a shout out. Um, sort of about my site, but first I'd like to give a shout out or a uh, condolence, whatever. This week we lost Flounder from Animal House. Oh, yes. Saw that. 
Rest, rest in, in peace. Flounder. Rest in peace, Stephen, first. And in your honor, oh, boy, is this great. <laughs> uh, it's not a great imitation, but it's the spirit. No, I know what you mean. Rest in peace, Flounder. And um, as for my site, well, look, mm-hmm. I'm sure you people listening have heard it all before. I've heard, you've heard my spiel, so I'm inviting you to come check me out on Facebook. I'm Movie Guy 24-7, and if you could like the page, that would be great. It's a fun page. I hope to see you there. Find all your movie information at George Roth or Movie Guy 24-7. I'm sorry, George. And uh, I was just going to say that's all I've got. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate you calling in, brother. Um, Not to worry. I'll talk to you next week. I promise I'll be a little more alert next week. Uh, no, it's fine. I'll talk to you next week. Thanks, man. Take Sometime care. Good night, Chris. Thanks, man. Uh, I want to thank everybody listening tonight. Um, you guys are great supporting uh, listeners and, and uh, supporters to all of our friends. Um, I want to give a shout-out again to Totally Driven Radio, uh, Bay Ragney. Um, I wouldn't be here without you. Um, we love this network. Um, check out Bay's show on Thursday nights, 8 to 11, uh, the Totally Driven Show uh, with Bay Ragney. You can get all that at totallydrivenradio.com or Totally Driven Entertainment um, on Facebook. You can get more information there. Uh, you can find out more about our show at Chris Kelly from 80stv.com. Chris Kelly from 80stv on Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, um, or on Twitter at Chris Kelly TV. And uh, subscribe to our YouTube page. Um, you get the newest videos that are coming up. We have Season 2 coming out very soon. Lillian will be back next week. And uh, we have a lot going on. And uh, we welcome you guys be, to be part of it because you can always take someone out of the 80s, but you can't take the 80s out of anyone. <laughs> so let's talk and share and, and reminisce. Have a great week, everyone. Talk to you later. <laughs>